Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. Today we're going to continue talking about building a bridge of trust. The principle is that we have to build a bridge of trust in order to move things forward. Our text for this is Proverbs 18, 19. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And at this point, when we're talking about offended, we're not talking about the uh, political manipulation that so many are using now for the, well, I'm offended. What this verse is talking about where is where a person is legitimately offended. It, the, the situation has created, in all honesty, distrust in their heart, in their life, toward a person, toward a, a group, an organization, so forth and so on. When that happens, it's hard to win them over. So many people in life have had bad experiences that caused them to not engage or interact either uh, there's some people have had problems with churches. They've had problems with uh, certain types of people. And, and by that, I mean it can be ethnic groups. It can be men. It can be women, uh, so forth down the line. And those bad experiences create that offense. And they're hard to win. And if you would, it creates a chasm between them and between us. And if we're going to fix the problems that we're dealing with in our world, we have to build a bridge over that chasm. We have to build a bridge where we can connect us and them so that it can reach, so that there can be movement across. And we've also stated in Matthew 24, 12, Jesus made the statement that because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. You see, the point that lawlessness plays in this, because love and trust go together. When you love someone, you have a certain level of trust. If you would, when you have a level of trust, then it opens the door to love somebody. Now, on the flip side, you can love someone, but if they break trust, then that ability to love is diminished. And the breaking of trust is the lawlessness, if you would. And by this, it's not talking about state, federal, or local law, even though that would be a part of the mix. But there are things that we all kind of understand that are right. It's, it's wrong to lie to people. It's wrong to steal from people. It's wrong to do people wrong. Those things, and when they happen, that creates a level of distrust. If someone tells us something and misleads us, they, they bear false witness, they lie, then at that point, our level of trust goes down, and also how much we like them goes down. It, all of that is affected by that, and it goes back to this lawlessness. See, one of the reasons that we have 
so many of the problems that we have in our society today is that increase in lawlessness. The increase, and we'll go ahead and mention really what's created it, this whole concept that everyone has their own truth. What that basically translates to is there are no rules. Everyone has their own rules. Now, no, there, there are certain basic rules. Uh, I love what Stephen Covey says in his books, his book, uh, Seven ha Habits of Highly Effective People. He says that the laws of human interaction are as fixed as the laws of nature. But so much of our culture today is trying to rewrite the rules of human interaction. They're trying to change them. And basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to change gravity. <laughs> uh, it just don't work. And because of trying to, trying to create that situation of everybody has their own truth, everybody has their own law, everybody has their own rules, what that creates is a society that is so splintered, so dissected, that has a distrust across the board because nobody's following the rules. Nobody is following the natural laws of human interaction. And because they're not, love is growing cold, trust is, is diminishing, and it makes it virtually impossible to solve a problem. Because when you get the two people to sit down or the two groups to sit down, whatever it is, they have difficulty communicating. They have difficulty accepting what the other one is saying because there is a distrust, because there is a lack of law. There is a lack of guiding principles. And that's one reason we're talking about these Ecclesia principles. There has to be guiding principles that we live by. There has to be guiding principles that a society lives by. There has to be guiding principles that a nation lives by if that nation is going to prosper, to do well, to have peace within its borders. Those principles have to be lived by. Now, obviously, there can be variations of that, but I do believe that the best principles to live by are the ones God talks about. Hence, we're talking about Ecclesia principles. Now, trust, we said last time, is the superglue that holds all relationships, all systems, all communities and nations together. And now, why is that? We, we've talked about the components. You know, a person offended, a brother offended, is hard to win. Lawlessness diminishes love and trust. You see, trust undergirds all agreements. See, the bottom line is it's hard for me to come into an agreement with you if I don't trust you. It's hard for you to enter an agreement with me if you don't trust me. We have to increase the level of trust if we're going to reach agreements. That's why a, a bridge of trust has to be built. We have to build a bridge of trust so that we can actually have meaningful agreements. Also, trust is essential 
is essential to all mutual sacrifices. See, the bottom line is if something's calling on me to sacrifice, but I don't know if anybody else is. If everybody else is just going to seek their well-being, you know, then there's no mutual sacrifice there. Or it might be that somebody's willing to, but I don't have enough trust that they will. It's going to make me hesitant to enter into that sacrifice. And you see, there, there are things in life that are only achieved if you're willing to sacrifice. We're trying to have a world that doesn't have to sacrifice anything to achieve something. That is not the real world. But it is hard to have mutual sacrifice in places where there is no trust. We have to build trust so that we can have mutual sacrifice to accomplish great things and things that are greatly beneficial to us as individuals and collectively as a society. Now, all emotional commitments are built on trust. Again, in the family, husband and wife, those relationships, they have to be built on trust because at that point, you know, each one has things that they have to do. The endeavor is really to build up the whole family. There are different commitments, different abilities, and different sacrifices that each one makes. But in there, if that trust is violated, if, if the trust is violated, either through, obviously, uh, the easiest one to recognize is uh, sexual impurity, uh, you know, an, an affair or something like that, then the distrust that at that point, it's the one that's doing that is it's about me. It's about me. I, I need to take care of me. And the family is not the priority. But at the same time, it can happen in other areas that a person is just, just selfish. They are all about themselves. It's focused around them. Uh, they, they are the ones that have to be happy in the situation, even if others are not. And the, again, that destroys the trust level because at that point, I don't know what they're going to do in that situation. That person may, they may just choose what's best for them and not what's best for us. That diminishes the trust level. It actually diminishes the ability of that family to move into a positive direction. And see, now here's something that uh, the Bible tells us, you know, in the description of love in 1 Corinthians 3, 13, excuse me. It says that love you know, suffers long and is patient, is kind. It does not take account of evil. You see, it's much easier to do that. It's easier to have a willingness to suffer wrong and to sacrifice for someone else when you trust them. That that situation, whatever happened, that whatever that wrong was, that's not them. That's not their character. That's really not their track record. That was a moment of weakness. That was a, a, a stumbling and falling type of situation. 
when a level of trust has been built up, it's easier to forgive and move past that. If that bridge has not been built and the, that wrong takes place, then it becomes extremely difficult to forgive. It becomes extremely difficult to move on past that. Now, this is another key thing that trust is so important uh, in regard to. And we're using more personal and family type illustrations, but the bottom line, a nation is very much like a family. It's just a lot bigger. And it is the depth to which any conversation or relationship can go is determined by the level of trust in that relationship, the level of trust within that conversation. Trust determines on what I'm willing to tell you, what I'm willing to share with you, how much of me the inner conversations that all of us have with ourselves, we're more willing to share those inner conversations with some people than we are others. And that affects the depths of that conversation. And sometimes that information is critical to actually having a solution to the problem. But if the level of trust, if the bridge is not strong enough, then it keeps that conversation from going to the level that it needs to go to. And so the solution isn't able to be found because the trust level isn't strong enough, which prohibits the conversation from going deep enough to actually be able to solve the problem. Trust does create a bridge. We have to build that bridge of trust. God bless you. See you tomorrow.